Guys, welcome back to Relax Running. Tyson Popplestone here. I'm the head coach at Relax Running, and today we wanted to speak specifically about planning for uh, running a 10k PB. Before we get into that, I just want to give you a quick reminder that though the podcast is aimed fairly specifically at distance runners, the the truth is uh, we're about running in general. So if you're a runner or from a running-based sport like AFL, field hockey, soccer lacrosse we've got a whole heap of programs and a whole heap of coaching opportunities for you at relaxrunning.com so if you need help to transform your game uh, transform your game through improving your running performance make sure you jump over to the website have a look shoot me a message if you've got any questions and uh, i'll be able to guide you along the way but as i said today is about preparing for running a 10k pb now the truth is i'm going to give you five principles five just practical tools that you can apply to your race day, that you can apply to your training, that's really going to help you when it comes to race day performance. And this isn't just aimed at the the brand new athlete. If you're brand new and you've never run a 10k before, hey, it's perfect for you. Uh, if you've run a couple of 10ks, you're just trying to improve that time. It's perfect for you. If you're a three-time Olympian and you're looking to improve, this is perfect for you as well. These are universal principles that are really going to help. And the the good thing is, no one's excluded from the uh, the improvement. I think sometimes with with running, sometimes it's not the most miraculous advice that transforms the things or transforms our running. It's the simple things that we do consistently. And I wanted to say that at the at the gate today, just to you know, just to make sure that you don't feel as though you're you're not qualified enough or or you're too qualified for this. Hang around. It's some food for thought. Um, I think it's going to be hard to argue and hard to disagree with. Uh, if you've got anything else that you'd like to add, if you think there's anything else that has really helped your performance, make sure you, you shoot them across to me on Instagram, uh, our Relaxed Running Instagram account. I'll, um, I'll make sure I post a couple of those as pictures or as quotes on the uh, the main page, uh, give you a shout out and thank you for them. Uh, because obviously there's there's so many elements of our running that we can transform to improve our uh, our performance. But I've got five. I've, I did some brainstorming this afternoon, and I was thinking about uh, when I ran my fastest 10K time, which was 2011. I didn't run a whole heap of 10Ks, but 2011, I managed to win the Melbourne Marathon uh, 10K championship, I guess you call it. Um, there's about 10,000 athletes in there, and I, I just had the race of my life. I was running against some blokes who... There were one guy had run about 28 and a half minutes, and I, I felt going into the race that I was a little bit... Um, uh, I don't know, a little bit out of my depth. I remember being on the start line and, and looking at Ben Ashkettle, the bloke, the 28-minute man, and thinking, gee, this guy's this guy's very good. But I tried to remind myself of, of a number of these things uh, that I'm about to walk through with you on the start line. I tried to get myself in the best shape. And uh, and then I just I felt like I executed the race really well. So for me, uh, I, I beat uh, athletes that day who were more talented, or at least more, uh, uh, their PB suggested they were more talented over the distance. But I think that was based on some psychological things that I was doing and based on just executing a really good race plan. So as I said, regardless of where you're at, these are helpful to you. So with that all said, let's get into it. The first one is is course selection. Now, uh, I said before that these are not necessarily mind-blowing recommendations, but they're just they're nice little reminders uh, before we go into a race, especially if you're running a road race. So many road races are, are hilly and windy like if you have, have a look at the new york marathon for example 
it's not known for its super fast times because it's got undulating hills, it's got quite sharp turns. It's no surprise that people aren't running their fastest times. If you want to have a good uh, fast time, you're going to want to find a course which is you know more suited to running fast, a flatter course, even a slightly um, you know a, a course with some longer slight angled downhills in it's a really good chance to, to pick up the speed so do a little bit of research before you just go out and think all right i want to run a 10k pb and you stand on the 10k start line of a trail race uh, have a look around at the races in your area which have got a reputation for being fast uh, to do that just have a look at race results over previous years or ask people who are around your level where they've run their fastest 10k road race because if you just start to get a little bit of an overview of, of some of the courses that uh, you know lend themselves to faster times as a foundation what a beautiful place to start it, so many people lose confidence finishing a race and uh, you know I've had people message me before saying I just didn't I, I thought I was a lot better than what I what I proved myself to be on the weekend I'd been training at a certain pace and then race day came and I just didn't seem to be able to maintain that pace and I'd say all right well, well tell me about the race where was it and I'd have a look at the race and I would go okay well you might not have had it. maybe it was an amazing day that you had because it's quite a hilly course um, and weather goes into that as well maybe go uh, plan for a, a city race where it's you know the city might have a bit more of a reputation for being still for being sunny think about Ali Kipchoge when he ran his sub two hour marathon there was there was all of these facets which were being included like the the course selection was huge the people that he was running with was a huge factor you can't rule it out but so often we do so have a look uh, maybe plan a holiday uh, up to the gold coast i know gold coast can lean itself to some this is if you're in australia obviously can lean itself to some pretty fast times uh, but if you're not in australia find some courses that uh, that tick these boxes we want flat ideally we want warm but not too hot uh, and also a race that's not just going to have people who are five minutes ahead of you. I'll talk about that in a couple of points. Find a nice little space, a nice little group that you can tuck in with, and uh, and that's a really nice place to start from. The second thing, and and just as important, in fact, probably more important than than the first thing, is uh, understanding the style of training that you need to do for 10k. Uh, Obviously, when it comes to distance running, there are infinite ways that people seem to train. But when you think about what you're trying to achieve in a 10K, well, obviously, it becomes quite clear what you're going to need. You're going to need um, some serious endurance or some solid endurance. And it's also not just a jog. So you're going to need some speed endurance. So, so roughly, what does that look like as an overview? As I said, we've got training programs at Relax Running if you want to get more of a, a detailed overview of this. Um, if you if you you know on a budget and you didn't want to spend any money on a training program, feel free to shoot me a message, and I can help you just with the basic structure of your training. Uh, but essentially, uh, what you're going to do is you're going to be wanting to do a long run. Now, if it, depending on the level that you're competing at, depending on your fitness level, I always recommend for a distance like 10k to make your Sunday long run a, a longer distance than that 10k. So. Uh, you know, if you're at a fairly reasonable level of fitness and you could build that long run up to sort of 14 to 16K, that's really nice because uh, deep down in the back of your mind, all of a sudden that says, well, the distance is no dramas. And once that distance is understood in your mind as being no problems whatsoever, at least you've jumped that hurdle. You, you don't have to stand on the start line going, uh-oh, <laughs> I hope I can run this far. Uh, you've got that box ticked. And once you've done that, obviously, you do a couple of lighter runs during your week and, and maybe a slightly longer than your midweek run on a Wednesday. 
uh, maybe maybe sort of 45 to, to 60 minutes. But you're going to want to do some speed endurance as well. So I always say with a speed endurance session, it might be 8 by a K, it might be 4 by 2K, it might be 3 by 2K, it might be 8 by 400 with a 200 meter float. That was a, a pretty famous session that I used to do up in Ballarat with uh, with Steve Monaghetti's group. Uh, it could also be a, a monophatlic, speaking of, of Monaghetti. Now, the idea with a, a training session like this is to get comfortable running at a pace which is faster than what you're hoping to run on race day. The reason we do that is because there's there's no worse feeling as a runner than getting out on the start line and or getting out on the course and being 1K in, looking down at your watch and realizing that, okay, you're on your target race time pace, but the pace feels just unbearable. It feels really difficult. So uh, having some sessions in your legs where you're running at a faster pace, it, it just makes that pace that you're, you're hoping to run, which is going to be a PB if you can maintain it, seems so much easier um, and if you can feel as though the pace that you're running is is easier midway through a 10k race then mentally it's such a beautiful place to find yourself it's such an encouraging place to find yourself uh, the flip side the reverse of that is true as well if you get 2k in you're like i'm i'm redlining it here that can be a, it can be a pretty nasty thing so so make sure you're balancing uh some some longer work with some shorter faster work uh, recovery is obviously a huge part, but for the purpose of time, uh, I'm not going to go too far into that today. Uh, as an overview, aerobic work, longer than 10K, speed endurance. If you could run four or five times a week, that's fantastic. But consistency is what we're about here. Consistency is uh, sort of the recipe of, of great distance runners. The distance running, I always say, it's got a reputation of rewarding those who, who just keep rocking up. So we've got to try and avoid injury. We've got to listen to our body. Uh, we've got to recover, we've got to hit the hard sessions hard, we've got to do the easy sessions easy. Um, and that's a perfect little recipe for, for some solid 10K running improvement. So if you hadn't done too much speed endurance, it's something that a lot of us tend to, uh, you know, tend to ignore when we're going with the longer stuff, make sure you do it, make sure you tap into that because that could be a really undiscovered part of the improvement in your distance running. Uh, point three, which it goes sort of hand in hand with what I was just saying, is learn to run at the pace that you need to run for, for race day. So, so pace selection is a really huge thing. So often uh, the inexperienced runners, you might remember from your, like your high school cross country days, when the gun goes to the 3K school cross country, you have 15 guys just sprint for the first 200 meters. Like, you, you know, you see the year fours and they'll just go absolutely as fast as they can. They'll get 400 meters in. They go, wait, well, we've still got two and a half K to go. <laughs> this is not going to work. Um, and it, it, it's it's like that classic uh, tortoise and the hare story. So you don't need to be the fastest out of the gun. Don't get caught up, especially on big race days, especially in um, sort of big city marathons. A lot of people make the mistake of going, all right, I'm just going to... or. Uh, they might not even do it consciously. The gun goes and there's so many people around and obviously running at all different paces and all different abilities. So we can quite easily get caught up running at that pace. Have an idea of, you know, if you want to try and run 45 minutes for 10K, then set your garment to, that's four and a half minutes per K. If you get to the first K in 410, you're going too hard. Like you don't you don't need to be that that high school or that, that primary school kid being a hero at the start. You want to get three quarters of the way through your race and still feel as though you've got something in your legs. So don't spend all your energy in that first couple of Ks. I always used to say that I wanted to get to 5Ks feeling comfortable, relatively comfortable. Like you're obviously going to be pushing yourself, you'll be breathing, your heart will be pumping. 
but you're only halfway through. So if you can get there going, all right, well, I'm even, even if you're slightly off the pace that you set for yourself, if you can get halfway through a 10K race and go, all right, look, I'm, I'm 20 seconds off the pace than I need to be, but I feel fantastic, that's a way better place to find yourself than getting to 5K and being like what I was halfway through my marathon a couple of years ago and going, oh, I've, I've misjudged a lot of things here. Um, so so that's, a, that's a really big thing. Uh, the, the second thing is uh, that might help you as well is if your race has a certain, you know, the big city marathons, how they'll have certain paces who are, who are going out to try and help people run a sub three hour marathon or a three and a half hour marathon or a, a two and a half hour marathon, whatever it is that you're trying to do. Find out if that exists at the, the race that you're trying to run because what's better than, you know, having to look at your watch every kilometer to see if you're on pace is not wearing a watch and just sitting with an experienced pacemaker and going, all right, this is where I need to be. And as long as you're in or near that group, that's a pretty cool place to find yourself. Also, what's beneficial about being in a group like that is it's it's easier to run uh, faster than it is just being in, uh, you know, uh, no man's land by yourself. I always used to be amazed at when I'll train for a 1500 or a 3k, it felt a lot harder, like 60 seconds per lap when I was was training felt pretty hard. But then I'd get out into a 1500 meter race and all of a sudden 60 seconds per lap was, oh, look, this is much easier than I remembered. So the same is true for you. Uh, the fourth thing is, is tinker with your nutrition in your training. Uh, you want to you wanna go into race days and big sessions knowing that you're well fueled and knowing that, that whatever you're eating, <clears throat> excuse me, knowing that whatever you're eating is is something that works well for you. So uh, for whatever reason, there's a lot of different foods that suit different kinds of people. I, I run really well with oats in my tummy. Uh, a couple of hours before a race, I might have a, you know half a cup of oats or three quarters of a cup of oats because I want something which is high in carbs. Oats are also relatively high in fiber, so that might not sit well with you but that's the whole purpose of practicing different foods throughout your training now i can i can put you in uh, touch with some really good uh, nutritionists like ali mclean who we've had on the podcast uh, to help you navigate that for yourself uh, but don't get to race day and try a brand new breakfast also uh, have a have a look at what time your race starts like if your race is starting at 10 a.m uh, have a have a practice in your training eating about the same amount of time before your training session as what you would before that race. So uh, you might you might find that a couple of wheat bix three hours before the race is a perfect fit. You might find that you know a bigger meal six hours before is a, a better thing for you. So once you've got an understanding of what time the race starts, you can you can start to prepare meals for around the time that you would hope to eat before that race. Um, but I guess the the key thing or the the main point from that whole conversation is is don't surprise yourself too much on race day. You know there's enough to to organize. There's enough to navigate come race day. Make diet one less thing that, that you have to think about. Uh, the other thing is, and, and, and the fifth thing, the fifth and lucky last, is uh, your race kit. What are you wearing? What shoes, have, what shoes are comfortable? What shorts are comfortable? What singlets comfortable? Um, you don't want to be that bloke run over the line with, with like the blood-stained singlet because your nipples have <laughs> had a really bad response to the fabric that you're running in. Um, find out what the most comfortable shoe is for you. Find out what the most comfortable shirt and shorts are for you. Do you need a hat? Do you like running with headphones? Uh, is it cold where you're going to be running? Would you like gloves? Are you going to do the Stewie McSwain and running the arm warmers no matter what the temperature is because it just doesn't matter. You just run fast if those arm warmers are on. 
Do that work before you, you get to the race course, all right? If you can get there and you know that you're comfortable, that's such a nice place to be. Uh, actually, I, I mentioned this a couple of weeks ago. I'll add this as a, a little bonus extra, is make sure that you've got your bag packed well and truly in advance. You don't wanna be spending any mental energy uh, before the race trying to trying to figure out exactly what you should be putting in your bag. Just know, have a checklist. Once it's in there, uh, you're set, you're ready to go. Um, so guys, quick overview. So uh, course selection is huge. You wanna run a 10K PB, you wanna make sure the course that you're on is, is flat, it's not too windy, it hasn't got a reputation for being wet. You wanna make sure the training, now training is obviously probably the most important thing. So if you've got no guidance, stop guessing your way through. It doesn't have to be through me, but get yourself a coach. Reach out to someone who knows about planning for, for big races or, or for you know a big goal race or at least planning for the distance that you're trying to run. Um, if you can get that training right, that's the main part. And, and obviously, every individual is different. So you're going to need a unique blend of speed and endurance to suit you and your experience. Uh, just copying whatever you find Elliot Kipchoge doing might not be the best thing in the, for the long term. Um, so with consistency as our plan, uh, make sure that you're, you're thinking about the balance of, of training, recovery, you know, speed and slow. Uh, the, uh, the third thing was was pace practice. Make sure you're getting plenty of practice running at the pace that you need to be running. Don't leave that as a surprise to race day. Find yourself a group, um, nutrition and the clothing. Really huge uh, focus points for, for any big city marathon or for any attempt at a, at a PB. If you've got any questions, guys, please make sure you, you reach out. Jump over to relaxrunning.com. If you hit the contact box there, that email goes directly to my inbox. So uh, feel free, even if you've had a question that you've wanted to ask for a long time, shoot it through. I'm more than happy to help. It'd actually be nice to, to meet uh, some of you. You know, I can, I can see there's thousands of people who tune in and I, I only ever speak to you know, a couple of you here and there. So it'd be nice to, to get to know you anyway. I'd love to hear about you, your running, your story, or even if it's the kids, your own kids that you're helping out or some of the athletes that you're working with, I'm, I'm more than happy to, to offer any guidance that you might feel is valuable. So reach out. Um, if you do have any races coming up, best of luck with it. And uh, hey, let me know how you're going. Would love to hear about, you know, the, the, the times that you're running. Would love to hear about your goals. It'd just be a nice opportunity to get to know you. So good luck. Let me know, keep in touch, and uh, as I always say, if there's anything I can do to help, relaxrunning.com is where you can reach out to me. All right, guys, enjoy your long weekend. It's Friday as I'm about to post this, and I'll, uh, I'll see you all again next week.